Hey everybody, welcome. You were born for this podcast with Father John Ricardo. That's me, I'm Father John. I'm the executive director at Acts 29, where we talk about anything and everything having to do with transformation in the church. I'm here as always with my fellow missionary, Mary Guilfoyle. Mary, how are you? I'm doing great. Happy Monday to you, Father John. Happy Monday. Happy ordinary time. What's up with ordinary? I know, what a lame... Why do we call it that? Yeah, I know. It doesn't mean normal, I think everybody... Well, I actually don't think everybody knows that. It doesn't mean <laughs> normal time. It means the those weeks of the year that uh, we actually just count by number as opposed to uh, having a particular liturgical season. But I don't know who's in charge of naming liturgical seasons, but... Someone should get to work on this ordinary time thing. We need a new name, but uh, that's going to flow right into our topic today, which is... Our topic today, Father John, is it really just a day? We're talking about my birthday, right? <laughs> no, that is a massive celebration. Uh, but there's actually even a bigger one, so uh, that's what we want to talk about. We should probably pray then, shouldn't we? Please do. Father. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, Father, we do thank you for these days that we have entered into this uh, season of ordinary time after we've... Uh, had the uh, wonderful opportunity to linger at length on the wonder and the mystery of your son's resurrection from the dead, his defeated the powers of sin and death, uh, his glorious ascension, and now the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We ask, Father, that you would truly clothe us with power from on high, that you would send out your Spirit into our lives, uh, so as to continue to transform us and to conform us more and more to the heart, the mind, the will of your Son, Jesus, so that we can be uh, more credible witnesses of hope in this world in which you've chosen us to be alive in at this time. We ask your blessing on our conversation and on all the ears and the minds and the hearts of those who are joining us. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Father Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Hey, a little shout out to uh, our brothers Rick and Nick on our team here at Acts 29. They're about to launch a brand new podcast entitled... The Mission Guys. Ooh, The Mission Guys. <laughs> so these guys have been talking about it for months, but I think they finally recorded some episodes and uh, we're excited to have their uh, have their podcast launched. So look for more information on this soon on this channel and some Absolutely. other channels. You're going to love them. Yeah, they're great guys. And uh, they should probably have, I'm guessing, like three or four a year, right? No, <laughs> they'll, they'll have more than that. So no pressure, guys. But we have now formally announced that you're doing a podcast. So there better be some content. <laughs> Father has spoken. All right. So what's our, uh, what's this, is it really just a day all about? So, you know, yesterday uh, we celebrated Pentecost. And here's the odd thing, Father John. Um, Easter has an octave. Which means what? It means we celebrate for a number of days. Yeah, right. right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if everybody knows that. Easter's not oh, a day. Okay. It's eight days, right? And, mm -hmm. and, and Christmas, too. But the interesting thing is... Pentecost is just a day. No octave. No octave. Yeah, something's wrong with that. Just like the ordinary just like time ordinary thing, right? Time. Who's in charge? Who do we need to speak to about this? Yeah, I've I've always found that to be um, disturbing, problematic, strange, whatever. I mean, like there's it seems like there's just this crashing thud. Uh, after the Easter season ends, you know, Pentecost is celebrated, and then we go back to green and like. There's no time to linger with the Holy Spirit. I know there's supposed to be a novena um, from the days of the Ascension right. up until right, the day right. of Pentecost. But now that we've moved Ascension Thursday to Sunday, you can't do a novena anymore because right. novena means nine. So, yeah, it seems like the Holy Spirit kind of gets 
the short straw. And yet it's the fuse. It's the gas in the tank, right? Absolutely. For the church. I'm, because nothing happens without yeah, you, the Holy Spirit. Say that again. Nothing. Yeah, no, nothing. nothing. Absolutely. Zero, nothing. Zilch, kaput. <laughs> nothing, I mean, nothing happens without the Holy Spirit, right? I, I can remember when you and I were in the parish, we were doing a... Um, a, a really effective, um, I don't want to call it a program because it's not a program, but there was this, it was having great impact on people's lives. And in the middle of this uh, experience that we uh, were using was a retreat. And uh, part of the retreat was just, you know, a time to surrender and to ask the Holy Spirit to come into our lives, who for those of us who are baptized, we received at, at baptism, but, uh, you know, like I think the way I would describe it in my own life, I held him hostage for umpteen years of my life and I remember praying uh, leading up to the, um, the to the time day. of the treat I felt like the Lord just said to me and yet mm-hmm. and, and as I was lingering with those words he showed me all these like montages if you will of scenes in scripture you know like so so um, it was like Peter James and John go up the mountain and they see Jesus transfigured that his divinity shines forth and yet they still didn't get it. You know, like they saw Lazarus rise from the dead. Imagine that, seeing a man walk out of a tomb, right? And yet they still betrayed him. Uh, they saw Jesus risen from the dead. And yet, you know, the Gospel of Matthew says some of them still were doubting as they're looking at him. And the only thing that, the only, not thing, the only person who changed the whole, or who changed the apostles. Uh, was the Holy Spirit. Nothing at all happens without the Holy Spirit, right? Nothing happens. And you know, I'm, I, so um, over the last set of days, I've just been praying with uh, John 21, you know, Peter's Peter's betrayal, his apparent failure, mm-hmm. right? So, or real failure. Um, so, so he goes from like, zero to hero yeah right <laughs> when, when, when when he encounters the lord and he experiences this massive forgiveness and then at pentecost of course you know these 11 ragtag guys are kind of hanging out you know waiting for the holy spirit and peter's transformed yeah you know for, for, from who he was to to he goes on to preach and three thousand uh three thousand are converted and and, um, you know, Acts, you know, Acts chapter one, verse eight says, but you will receive my power. Um, you will receive power from the Holy Spirit when it comes upon you. and You will be my witnesses. Hmm. We can't possibly be witnesses as they were witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria. We can't possibly witness to the power of Jesus Christ without the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I know, you know, we were here in uh, as a team, we were kind of lingering over uh, just anticipating the Feast of Pentecost and talking at length about the Holy Spirit and really calling upon him to just fall upon us anew uh, last week. And the image I was sharing with everybody that just kind of stuck with me from Ascension Sunday onwards um, is when Jesus says, you will be clothed with power from on high. And for whatever reason, that expression just stuck me or stuck with me this uh, this year in a way that it hadn't in the past. And like, you know, like, I'm sure it's true for women too. I just, I can't speak for women, but like, I don't know a guy that doesn't want more power. Mm. You know, like I need more power. I need more cowbell to be the man <laughs> that God made me to be. You it's know, a new like, way to think about the Holy Spirit. I need more cowbell. You know, so I mean, we need we need power, and and that's what the Lord's promising: power from on high. And we want to talk about that um, in this little episode because 
I, I think there's a there's a perspective on it that the Lord at least has given to me and that we were talking about as a team this past week, which seems to be increasingly important. But but first, maybe just there's there's almost like two opposite extremes that people seem to have with the Holy Spirit in the church, aren't there? Yeah, you know, let me just speak to let me just speak to one because this has been my experience in ministry over the years as is that oftentimes we have some sort of like an allergic reaction hmm. uh, to the Holy Spirit because as we start to talk about the Holy Spirit, people put their hands up and go, oh no, are we gonna go there? We have, sometimes, you know, we, um, we have um, experiences maybe from movements or we label people as, I don't know, charismatic or something. Oh, you're one of them. That's exactly right. And yeah. it's like, uh-oh, you're charismatic and all that. But we're talking about the third person of the Trinity. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. I, I always found labels are so uh, dangerous, right? Because they, they put people in boxes. And um, so we got to be careful of that. So, yeah, I think you're spot on. There's an allergic reaction that some of us have to the Holy Spirit. Uh, and then there's other, you know, the other extreme is it's it's the passage in Acts where, uh you know, the, the disciples are talking to um, some um, converts and they say, have you guys received the Holy Spirit? And they go, uh, we haven't what? even heard that there was a Holy Spirit. And it's it's as if, you, you know, Jim was on the podcast with us last week. He's in the seminary and we got talking about this uh, in the office last week. And I think he, he confirmed, at least from some guys in the seminary, both probably not so much seminarians as others, um, we, we have a tendency in the church to kind of reify. What do you mean by reify, Father Turn him into a thing, mm. um, the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. It, it becomes merely an object of the creed, something that we study about, as opposed to a person who enters into our lives, who transforms our minds and our hearts and our wills, and who, you know, the, the expression that the Lord's put on my heart is catapults us out into the world to do what you were talking about, bear witness. witness. Yeah, exactly. And I think part of it too, I mean, there's this abstract overlay to the Holy Spirit. I mean, we can identify with the Father, right? And we can identify with Jesus, but the Holy Spirit is a person in the Trinity that's often difficult to identify because... He's a bird. He's a bird. (laughs) He's not a bird, clearly. (laughs) Right, but but that's how he's depicted. But right. I, I yeah. So I, I for me when I'm when I'm thinking about the Holy Spirit, I'm thinking of massive fire, yeah. massive power, power. Yeah, yeah that's right, massive exactly. Power. So Being for me, clothed. yeah. So it, for me, it, 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 it's not tongues of fire. It's a raging, raging fire, like the fire before we go in and celebrate the Easter Vigil. Yeah, right. That massive blazing. A fire. So let's let's talk about this. Let's try to hone in because there's so many directions right. we could go with the Holy Spirit, and I know like you could do a whole like year teaching of the Holy Spirit because I know. Don't get me started. I know. Sorry, um, I'd already got you started, but I want to hone in on, on on it from one perspective. So Jesus says in the Gospel uh, from yesterday, from Sunday, he says, "As the Father has sent me, so I send you." And and as I've been praying with. Pentecost and asking the Lord to give me an increase in the Holy Spirit, it's all in the perspective of mission. You know, so I've been lingering with that line. So the Father sent the Son to do what? Well, to to gather his children, you know, to bring us home, uh, to defeat the powers of sin and death, uh, and to reconcile us to, to the Father and to one another and within ourselves, right? 
And the motive, I don't even can say it that way because God is love. He doesn't, he isn't loving. He, he is love. Right. So what he does, he does out of his own personhood. He does it out of his love. And, and I think, you know, as I was praying with that passage and especially that second part, so I send you, meaning what? To go do the same thing, to continue the work that I began on Easter Sunday. That's what Jesus is saying to us. I'm sending you to continue this work. Uh, until I come back and I finish the work, right. right? And I don't know about you, but I I don't love like that. <laughs> you know, I tend to write people off. Uh, I tend to uh, think people are beyond the reach of God. I tend to think um, they're not going to change. I tend to think um, the hell with it. <laughs> you know, like I, I, let's just build a ghetto and... Um, and a little camp, and not engage the world. But as I was praying with that passage, I felt like the Lord just was letting me hear him talk to me, saying, like, you remember, don't you, John, that I came to my own, and my own did not receive me. You know, aside from Mary, mm-hmm. like, who really got Jesus? You know, he's experiencing rejection and confusion and mockery and all that he's doing. And yet he keeps coming. He, he keeps persisting in bringing us um, the word of the Father and then going to the cross and reconciling us and, and defeating the powers of sin and death. And so I can't give up. Like the Lord never gave up on me. The Lord never gave up on the world. Like he, he didn't do this for some good people. You know, Romans says when, when we were his enemies, right. Right. Christ died for us. And so the Lord's sending us into a culture which is, I mean, let's be frank, getting increasingly hostile to the church and to Christianity, uh, which means to Christians. And I have to go out into the world, and I can't just hang around with people who like me. (laughs) You know, and the only thing that's going to enable me to do that is love. It, it, it's yeah. the power, yeah. right? The I need, power I need power to do high. that. The yeah. power from on high. You know, as I'm just sitting here listening to you talk, I mean, uh, you know, you said earlier, I mean, he, he has come and he has defeated the power of sin and death and Satan. Like, we know that, we profess that, we believe that. And yet, when the battle rages and the battle beckons and when relationships are difficult, and as you said, we give up on people, we just don't think that his blood is sufficient enough that his power of the Holy Spirit is sufficient enough, and we don't engage. And and there's something about allowing the Holy Spirit to be unleashed and stirred within us, to, just to give him permission to use us. Hmm. We should just like like try it, like take him out of the straitjacket and very intentionally call on the power of the Holy Spirit. Fill me with your love. Fill me with your power as I walk into this situation whatever that situation might be, and watch him work. Right. Yeah. But we, we don't often do that because I don't think we think or we know or we recognize that we have the power of the Holy Spirit dwelling within us. It's like, you know, I remember we were back at the parish. Someone used this um, image to kind of teach who the Holy Spirit was. You know, you know imagine a, you know, a cup of milk and you pour in chocolate milk. You pour in the chocolate and all the chocolate settles to the bottom of the milk. 
But if you stir that up, mm. it transforms that white milk into chocolate milk. If we allow that, that may sound silly to some of you, but that's how we no, taught it to hungry. kids. That's how we taught it to kids. But it's that same prayer that I think we need to make to stir that spirit within us so that we can go out and be his witnesses in Baltimore, in Washington, in New York, in San Francisco, in Detroit, because the battle rages on and and the Lord is desperate for us to get engaged. Yeah, and that's that's why the podcast episode has the title that it does. I mean, is it really just a day? I mean, is Pentecost a day or is it a life? You know, is it a lifestyle? It is, is it a is it a choice to to be very deliberate every morning to do what you just encouraged us to do, which is to to ask the Lord to clothe us again today with power from on high so that as we go into every situation we go into, um, our minds, our hearts, our wills will be entirely animated by love. Mm-hmm. And we won't, uh, we won't succumb to the temptation to just like throw up our arms or get frustrated or, um, you know, say the heck with people or, or think that people are beyond God's reach. And um, I, I found as I continued to, to pray with this last week, the Lord just brought me back to 1 Corinthians 13, you know, that wonderful passage where Paul's talking about love and describing what love is. But that comes right after his discussion of the Holy Spirit and how the Spirit gives different gifts. Right. And I think why, why it struck me so much was it's easy in thinking about the Holy Spirit for some people to to get fascinated by the various gifts of the Spirit that Paul talks about, you know, whether it's prophecy or wisdom or healing or tongues or whatever it might be. But it's in that context that Paul says, if you really want a great gift, ask for love. love. And it was love that won the empire. That's right. Love transformed the world. You know, people saw Christians in the early church in the Roman Empire. See how they love. Remember? Yeah. And I don't know about you. I don't think anybody's saying that about us right now. I mean, who's saying about the Christians, holy cow, look at the way these people love each other and love those who hate them. I think people are thinking... We look and sound just like the world. We say that often, right? So there's nothing to see here. So that's why nothing happens without the Holy Spirit. So I know you've got the uh, the sequence teed up from Pentecost, yeah. which I'll bet people didn't listen to yesterday because so, most people at Mass, they hear that song before the gospel and they go... Oh, so, so Father John, you know, I, I'm, I have this open, obviously, because we prayed it yesterday. And I would imagine that a fair amount of people in the church or the pews are sitting there going, oh, no, there's this thing called the sequence right after the gospel. And, oh, no, like Mass is going to be like five minutes longer. Oh, heaven forbid. But we were praying with this earlier as a team Mm. uh, last week, and it was so mighty. And um, we were invited to pray with it. and, uh, And then we came back into the conference room and we just unpacked it. And it was so convicting to your point, you know, just about, you know, the greatest gift is love. Uh, but there were a lot of lines in here that that convicted all of us. And so maybe something practical to do, uh, just to know that this isn't a day. It wasn't just a prayer that we prayed. It is a, it is a, a spirit-led lifestyle to go back and pray this sequence. Why don't you, how about this, why don't you close us with uh, praying the sequence for us right now? Oh, gosh, I'd love to. So the sequence reads, Come, Holy Spirit, come. And from your celestial home, shed a ray of light divine. 
Come, Father of the poor. Come, source of all our store. Come within our bosom shine. You of comforters the best. You the soul's most welcome guest. Sweet refreshment here below. In our labor rest most sweet. Grateful coolness in the heat. Solace in the midst of woe. O most blessed light divine. Shine within these hearts of yours and our inmost being fill. Where you are not, we have not. Nothing good indeed or thought, nothing free from taint of ill. Heal our wounds, our strength renew. On our dryness, pour your dew. Watch the stains of guilt away. Bend the stubborn heart and will. Melt the frozen warm that chill. Guide the steps that go astray. On the faithful who adore and confess you evermore, in your sevenfold gift descend. Give them virtue's sure reward. Give them your salvation, Lord. Give them joys that never end. Amen. Alleluia. Amen. Alleluia. So rich, so much to pray with. And um, yeah, just something great to pray with in the Amen. days ahead. So come, Holy Spirit, clothe us with power from on high. And do not be afraid. God is with you, and you were born for this.